you can put me on. Thank you. Yesterday we saw we saw a very important conversation yesterday at which um, the Lord was sequentially working with you to address the current situation that we see in the church and uh, globally today. And the Lord set out yesterday to um, help define and translate to you what you see in your global news today. And if you watched your news uh, this morning, you saw that um, 49 deaths in Italy yesterday, the past 24 hours. And the, the, the situation is getting more grave. It gets, it's getting grimmer. And uh, the U.S., they have this crisis of testing kits now. And, and so all those, they fit, they fit right in into the prophecy that decreed and uh, brought into being uh, the coronavirus, this plague of coronavirus disease. We know very well five years plus away, about five years ago, when I spoke the coming of this disease, the coronavirus. Are we live on air now? And somebody has gone to test it somewhere with the phone and come back. And so, um, the five years away, uh, when I spoke about the coming of the coronavirus, this disease distress that you see is now consuming the whole face of the earth and has actually changed the countenance of life on this planet earth. But, but I'm saying that what you watch in your news today, 49 deaths within the past 24 hours in uh, Italy. And now for such a sophisticated country, that is a lot of death in one day, in one 24-hour cycle. That, that, that is a lot of dead people died. You see that now. And then in the U.S., and there are deaths all over the world, counting on Iran is getting worse. And um, there is also shortage. There is a lack. There is a shortage of um, testing kits in the U.S. If you look at uh, what they're scrolling, they say there is a shortage of testing kits to test uh, for the virus to see who has it, who doesn't. And so you see all this happening right now globally. But they fall within the prophecy because the prophecy said there is no equipment. There is lack of equipment to address this disease when it comes. That's 2005. 2015, rather, five years away when I gave this prophecy that brought this plague uh, onto the face of the earth. And so now, um, all this plus the locusts that is a growing problem. It's, it's a wonder now because it's almost out of control. All this when you see it uh, going on on the earth. And uh, so much more also that's going on because now the impact of each of these plagues, like uh, the, the coronavirus disease, the impact of that is already being seen, but you can understand that it's going to get worse because airlines are saying that they don't have people flying. People are not flying. And um, Fly B 
which is one of the airlines in the, in Europe, just went into bankruptcy, I think about two or three days ago, and uh, shut down activity, and uh, many hotels, you know, occupancy is low. You know, because this whole thing affects, this thing affects every aspect of life, even restaurants, they were interviewing some hotel owners that travel, the IATA, International Association for Travel Agencies, they were saying it affects everything, like restaurants, people fear to sit together in a restaurant, you know, uh, hotels, and, and all this. So, they effect on the economies, you see that, they effect now. You see that there's a tremendous effect that is almost like a domino effect, you know. Out of there now, the effect onto the stock markets and so forth and so forth. And so uh, as this is a developing story, as you can see, but the Lord began with you yesterday in slowly translating to you what this means. What this means as you see and watch in your news, what is the message? What is God saying? What is the instruction to the church? And I think that would be a very good place for us to be where now, beyond the terror and the fear, the terror of death and the fear that's unleashed by this disease and the distress, to raise your heads above that and ask, what is the instruction? That's where we began from when the Lord was helping you step by step to translate to you, to give you the message of all that is ongoing now with the coronavirus, the locust and so forth. We know at the center of it, God is trying to identify me. He's set on a mission to identify me to the nations. At the center of it all is that he wants to identify me to all the countries. That they may know that they have come and they are there. And that also is part of the messaging system that the Lord is using. Because the Lord is saying that if the actors of the other dispensation have arrived, then the rest is for you to fill in. Then you know you have to prepare to exit the scene, right? And so yesterday in our narrative we saw that uh, there is an event that is happening at the throne room of God. And we saw that at the throne room of God you have the Lamb the glorious Lamb of God is seated, right? Is right at the center of the throne of God. I, that is so powerful. Because it's as though he's saying, all the activities of heaven gravitate, rotate. They serve the Lamb of God. They gravitate around the Lamb of God. And so, that's what we saw yesterday. And we saw that... Uh, the four living creatures surround the glorious Lamb of God, the Messiah, my Lord, and then 24 other thrones surround the Lamb, and then multitude of thousands of heavenly hosts, and 10,000 times, 10,000 times, 10, like myriads of heavenly hosts also surround the throne and worship the Lord seated on the throne and the Lamb. Hallelujah. We saw that yesterday. And we saw that at that throne, at that center of the throne, there is an event. There are events that are taking place that are affecting the earth now. And that's why the earth is where we are today. There are events taking, there, taking place there that are affecting the earth today and now. And that's why we are here. 
the events of the coronavirus and all these the wars you see the the the, the earthquakes that have been uh, going around the earth and pronouncing in Chile in uh, Haiti in Peru in uh, the earthquake of the Mount Himalayas uh, Iran um Sichuan China uh, Russia everywhere Mexico you see that so all these are coming from an event that is happening at the throne room, at the center of the throne room in heaven, right? Yes, and that's, that's the event we were beginning to look at yesterday when I said, in, as far as we reached, that God the Father, seated on the throne, is holding a scroll in his hand, the right hand. And as he's holding that scroll that we saw yesterday, uh, holding the scroll, then there was need to find who is it that has mandate, has authority. He is authorized to take the scroll and to look in also, uh, but to break the seals of the scroll. And now that's where we were at when we began from the book of Revelation chapter 6 and realized that the seals of the scroll, the scroll of God, is a document. Is a document, but... Um, Unlike your ordinary documents, this one is written on both outside and inside. And so, like I described, let me describe it again, the way the seal of God is done, the, the scroll of God is done. Uh, the way the Lord designed this scroll is this way, the one in the throne room. I know, I'm quite familiar with that scroll. The Lord has engaged me in that way. Yes, with the scroll. I've even touched that scroll. But listen to me now. The scroll of God, look at this now, in heaven, it is rolled and then a seal placed and then rolled again and another seal and rolled again and another seal so such that each one of the seals when you break there is a section that you are privy to that open up, opens up to you and you can now read and now that is the that, that is the section that instructs events on the earth at any particular time. And that's why I said the scroll of God is essentially the running of God's prophetic timeline on the earth, right? Yes, I've said this before and I'm saying it here today again. That the, the, you, you break and then you read a particular segment. It, in other words, it specifies, it defines a particular event, right? And then I said that the scroll of God, you see, first of all, ask yourself, before we go anywhere, let's just have a general talk for two or three minutes on this. Ask yourself, uh, if it is the lamb that was found worthy, worthy enough to break the seal, to take the scroll first of all, and break the seals of the scroll, the seven seals, and yet guess what? Nobody else in heaven on earth anywhere was found. So if it is the lamb that was found, and the reason for which the lamb was found worthy, worthy enough to break the seals of the scroll, that reason. I hope, Wango, you're making good recordings so that you don't overzoom in, you capture the meeting also. Okay, I don't have time for this. Yes, so if it is the lamb that was found worthy enough to break alone, he alone, to have authority worthy enough to break the seals of the scroll 
And when you read on there, you see that the reason he alone is worthy or mandated to break the seals of the scroll is because, and you alone, you died, you went onto the cross and died for the sins of all men, and you purchased for our God. So he's saying, it is related to the works on the cross. Yeah, the work he did at the cross to redeem mankind. So that, you see, so with your blood you purchased. So then you understood that that is the merit. That because he is the redeemer, the savior of the world. So when he came to save the world, and so then in that act of saving the world at the Calvary cross, and the blood, crucifixion and the blood. He's saying, and he redeemed, he successfully purchased them and he locked the doors to hell and hates. And then now they are able to access the throne, access their father in heaven to be reunited back, reconnected, bridged back. But if that is now what gives him the bona fide authority to be the one that now can break the, scroll, the seals of the scroll, Take the scroll, break the seals. Then that is amazing to us. Because it, we begin to understand, wow. So, then we can postulate on the content of the scroll. We can now begin to develop some understanding from our side before we read on the content of the scroll. Because then it's about the cross and the deliverance of man. Redemption of mankind. Right? And yet... Every time a seal is broken, as we're going to see by the Lamb, a particular set of events consume on the earth. They, they realize they roll out on the earth. You understand? So that tells us right away, before we move any further, that then the content, because you would want to know, then what's in this con the content of this scroll? Then the content of this scroll must be, uh, you can say, the coven God's covenant with these people. So this scroll can be a covenant, it can be summarized as a covenant document, a legal covenant document of God. But listen, listen to this, because I want this kind of talk, you see. He's saying, uh, if then the scroll is a document of covenant that Jesus gave, brought us on the cross, at the Calvary cross, wow, and then now we can even postulate further on the content of the scroll. Because we can now go ahead and say that now, wow, if the insight of the scroll is about the covenant of redemption that Jesus brought, because based on the merit of his blood, redeeming man, he alone is worthy to take the scroll, break his seven seals, and roll out events on the earth. I said yesterday that it was like a, a title deed. Because in the days of old, that's how title deeds were preserved. They were rolled and sealed but nobody breaks only until there is such a time when there's need to look at it or a disputation or whatever that may have been or a translation of that argument but we are now saying that the creator of the world the creator of the world who died for the world died for all men the savior of the world we said just a moment is breaking the seal and we are seeing certain types of events like coronavirus beginning to take place on the earth. The locust. 
we see the two prophets here now executing that mandate, that mission from the scroll. In other words, you can say that the mission of these two prophets is directly tied to the seals of the scroll of God in heaven. The seals. So look at this now. Then you can go ahead and say, just a moment. Then, the Lord is rolling out events to repossess the earth. To repossess the earth. To take it back from the enemy. But even much more importantly now, you can postulate further on the content of the scroll to the extent that it's about the redemption of mankind. The, the, the redeeming of uh, the redemption of mankind. It's about the redemption of mankind. The redeeming of the human race of this world. Then you can think even further about the content of the scroll because look, he, he breaks one seal and reads a particular section which specifies, directs certain events on the earth. He breaks another, opens him to another section. But remember that when he has broken the first seal and is privy, he has read a chapter, a section one, and then he breaks the second one. Those two are available to him. As he breaks the second seal, he's still able to read the two. He does not preclude him, stop him from reading the first. So it's cumulative. Did you understand? The effects that roll out on the earth are cumulative. In fact, I would tell you they're at one point you realize they're exponential. They're not cumulative as in additive. No, they're exponential. They add up. And so, if things like the coronavirus, the locusts, the earthquakes, and so forth, uh, which we're going to see shortly, are actually specified by the breaking of the seal in the th at the center in the throne of God in heaven when I stood there and then the lamb broke the first seal again I came there broke the second seal again I came there broke the third and like that then it tells you that life on this earth is not going to get any better it's going to get worse and like I said the first human instinct is always run away from danger anything that threatens their survival and life run away. So then I expect that now an evacuation order is being given essentially in this uh, sermon here that the Lord is giving an evacuation order saying things are going to get worse let us evacuate. Like there is a storm coming, let us evacuate. That's what you see in the book of Isaiah 26 verses 19 to, 20, to 21 verse 20 says, Go my people, enter your rooms, hide yourselves for a little while shut the door go thou my people enter thou into thy chambers shut thou thy doors about thee close the doors in there go to the rooms Jesus prepared for you that's the evacuation the Lord is instructing the church his own people to get involved in so that they may preserve self-preservation that has been a basic human instinct self-preservation preserve yourself self-preservation Hallelujah. And so this is a very powerful time, blessed people. A very mighty time. And, uh, and, and so, so I know that uh, and it's working very well. This is a time that, uh, where you people can tune in very, very well. Um, I, I see there's a, a lot of dizzing and dozing. C can, can we take just some few minutes, bring some coffee here for all of them? Are you going to take 15 or 20 minutes? 15, 20 minutes. Use hazelnut syrup. And then just put the coffee here so that everyone...
may have coffee here so that they are really up and going because yesterday we were here until 5 in the morning yes thank you and so let us move on now and so now you see what the Lord is saying he's talking about this scroll yes. so now you begin to see he's revealing these two prophets much more and deeper he's saying that actually their mission they are totally riveted to the seals of the scroll yeah, that is what instructs their mission on the earth and I think that's a very important thing to realize then it means it can only get worse with their continued ministration right and uh, we, we want to move on and I now repeat it as they come yes are we still live on air yes we have been live on air so now yesterday we saw again can I just talk about this because some new bishops are here but we saw something very important here we saw that with all this happening globally in your news, the distress you see it's worse, if you open your news today it, it got worse today yes, about the virus, the threat of death I will hand up to the fourth seal, and we get the fourth seal you realize that the fourth horseman he, he has sovereignty he's not limited to, 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 to the paleness when he came, I will describe to you how on that 29th of July, the year 2009, uh, on my way to Venezuela, sleeping on the floor of the airport in Johannesburg, when the Lord brought me, brought me into the throne room in the Lamb. I could see the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God at the center of the throne. And then immediately the Lamb of God took the scroll and broke the fourth seal. Then he released the fourth living creature to me. And then there was that conversation. After the conversation, the fourth living creature walked back like this and released now the fourth horseman who came. He instructed him now to come. And he came to me and uh, because he's huge. So then I stopped him at the throne position, at the throne. Then because he's quite huge, so he went on his knees down so that I could also engage with the rider. Yes, and then that's when I took my left hand and touched the foreface, the face of uh, the pale horse that's how I knew the patches on his face and so over there touched the, and then after that after the Lord was sure that I've, I've had enough engagement with them and instruction and then now I did release him and at that time then I went on end and announced to the earth that I've seen the release of the fourth horseman but where our instruction is going to come from tonight is the fact that even in that you see that there are two sections of that conversation. I see, after this, I see the church appearing before the throne and they were worshipping in tremendous unison all together, worshipping before the throne in heaven. And for me, that was really the first time to see the church inside heaven. So you can almost understand the message the Lord is bringing here. You see that now. And so the pale horseman, as we're going to see, he brings disease. You understand? to the earth and death he's called the king of terror the king of death that's why you see the earth is under terror right now the terror of death everybody the doctors are dying they're dying you know in the hospitals they're in distress I saw they have to tie diapers because there was lack of equipment as the prophecy said so they they have to use paper these the garbage containers to cut them to hewn for themselves protective gear 
and then and, and, and then write the name and use cellotape to seal the, 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 the lines and they have to use big towels because when they, there was not enough of that so that when he's there if you if you want to leave yourself just continue working so that is distress enough that is distress that is distress that is significant distress but I'm saying that inside that message you can see very clearly that the church I see that the church is inside the throne of God at the throne position in front of the throne and she's worshipping remember when I said that whenever they go together in unison they go on one side together and their garments which are super glorious would emit glory like flashes of lightning I've gone all over the world I've gone to Canada I've gone to Montreal I've gone to Toronto saying this I've said it in New Zealand in Gisborne New Zealand I've said it in Australia I've said it in Finland, I've said it in Sweden, where many places have gone and said this that I have seen the church appear before the throne of God worshipping the Lord. As she and as she does that, she she, uh, she they, they worship in unison the sweetest worship ever in unison. And then they and then they all come back on this other side together. But as they do so, the changing of position for their garments emits flashes. The glory, the glory is transmitted like flashes of uh, of lightning. And I've always used uh, the the camera of senior deputy Archbishop Michael Eastwood to demonstrate in every country I've been to, even Peru. I always ask him to come forward and flash the camera. And I told people. That's like having thousands and thousands of those flashes coming from one's garment and the others too. So you can imagine the glory abound the throne position when the church is worshipping. And that also tells you that God has a benchmark for entry into heaven. He has a standard. And that garment has to be worn. So, so the message is already starting to pick shape uh, for you to understand the instruction from the virus. Yeah, because now you can see that essentially is saying that people need to prepare to evacuate. In other words, to go into the safety of heaven. And that's the reason you see the two prophets are here. Hallelujah. To prepare the church for the coming of the Messiah. And yesterday we had millions and millions and millions of people tuned in through the, the applications and what, but also terrestrially. Yeah, terrestrially, covering big swaths of land. Uh, this broadcast going on here. That every person may be given a chance to prepare for the glorious coming of the Messiah. Hallelujah. Today's message is deeper, is longer. It might even end at 10 p.m. We don't know when. And uh, I've not yet begun it. And I'm just recapping on the conversation on how the events at the center of the throne of God in heaven are directing what you see on the earth now. Hallelujah. And so now... Uh, as we uh, begin to develop our bearing towards the message, uh, yesterday we saw that if the coming of the coronavirus that I instructed, I commanded over the face of the earth five years away, 2015, this is 2020. If the com coming of that and the locust, these major ones you see, is really pointing at the beginning of birth pains. I think that's the most important place to start from. If that, the coming, again, everybody just be with me here. Yes, as we develop our bearing. Uh, 
If the coming of these plagues, obviously the Lord is using them to identify me to the earth and to the angels in heaven. But listen to this now. If the coming of the coronavirus and also the plague of locusts, these two plagues which are the current ones that are very vivid before the boils appear, and the frogs and the flies, the ones I've spoken into being, the one that God, God has shown me, how they are more horrendous. If the coming of these two, the coronavirus, that is threatening to shut down the earth, bring the earth on its, to, to its knees, the whole world, developed or not, if the coming of them is pointing, is a prelude, is a preamble, is pointing towards a dispensation that is coming that is called birth pains. And they are just the beginning of birth pains. In other words, you can call them fake birth pains. They are fake. They are nothing. They, 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 they are just light. They, they are premature. They cannot tell you properly what is inside there. But if they are just a glimpse, a hint of the birth pains that is coming, meaning a dispensation that is coming, then yesterday, you saw how the Lord instructed you. The Lord decided to say, okay then, what cometh, what does that dispensation bring with itself? The dispensation of the bad pains, the tribulation, the great tribulation. Then the first thing the Lord raised was the actors, the main actor in that dispensation. And he said, that is the Antichrist. He's the main actor there. That's what he raised yesterday. There is a main actor there. And based on the main actor, we looked at his identity yesterday. Then you could almost tell that, you know what? You don't want to be in that time. Yeah, so that is now what the Lord is using to be able to instruct you to, to connect out, to, to check out, to prepare and live, to do all you must do until you live. And I'm very blessed that very senior state councils are sitting here when senior professors of surgeries, transplant surgeons, and uh, we have Dr. Joy is here, top doctors, Nairobi Hospital, and everywhere, directors, Toromo, professors, and, and the lowly people also here, senior lawyers are here, engineers, architects are here. I mean, th th this is a very powerful time where everybody, everybody, doesn't matter whether you're educated or not, you would want to exit this earth at all costs and go yeah. and go yes you, 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 you would want to go you say I, I, I need to leave I need to leave if this is a sign of what is coming then how was for me I know because I've seen that dispensation and that's why I'm here talking to you then you would want to leave yeah you will want to go I need to leave. And that living requires preparing. And that's where now I engage with the church. I engage with you. Regardless of first world, white, black, Chinese, African, American, European, Latino, what? It does not matter. Educated or not, first world or not. Everybody would want to stay away from what is coming. And that's why yesterday the Lord began by introducing the main actor. Yeah. Introducing the main actor. Through the main actor, you'll really understand now the identity of that time. 
the happenings of that time, the things that will accrue at that time, what will transpire in that dispensation. That's how, that, that's the approach the Lord used. And I want to advance on that today then. Yes, I'm going to advance on that. And by advancing on that then, I want to still continue looking at the identity we saw yesterday. The identity. And I know coffee is coming. Blessed people, we are live on radio, but you know I'm real to myself. So I normally say these things on air. But coffee is coming. You're going to feel much better. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you stayed up until morning. Probably you're not used to. But for us, ever since the Lord called us, we've not slept much. Yes, even when he tried to rest, right away he has appeared, the voice, he's instructing. You know, when he has a friend, he shares everything. Hallelujah. But this has been a great honor. A great honor to be on this mission. Hallelujah. So now, advancing on the identity we began on yesterday, the identity of the Antichrist. Can I summarize what we saw? We saw that... The spirit of Antichrist, as we read from the book of Second Thessalonians chapter 2, the spirit of Antichrist has been in operation on the earth for a very, very long time. And it is that spirit of Antichrist that we found yesterday is actually responsible for the grand fall in the Garden of Eden. And we saw the events of Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 to 14. You would push it up to 19, even death. And to dust you return. Death. And we saw that the spirit of Antichrist has been on. And there, look at this now. In that same breath of the spirit of Antichrist being on the earth, already working, as pronounced by Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, which we saw. What have you seen there? What did we see there yesterday? We saw. But then certain actors have also been in place on the earth to execute the spirit of Antichrist before the Antichrist himself is revealed. Can you focus on me on this? And I said, some of them, look at, for example, the dispensation of, um, of uh, the floods, Noah's floods, before the Lord wiped out the whole world, which was full of people, populated, the, the, that spirit has that churned the population, the generation, and every inclination of their hearts was wicked and evil and against God. The Tower of Babel, remember, open outright rebellion against God. And also moving on, we saw, uh, we didn't mention this, we did not mention, but we saw like in Egypt, when the firstborns of the Israelites eh, were slaughtered. And I said, you, the, the way you identify the spirit of Antichrist is this. He comes in opposition. He comes against God and the people of God. So you see in Egypt, they slaughter the firstborns. They slaughter them. They slaughter the firstborn sons. And when they slaughter them, those are God's covenant people. So you can tell the spirit that was driving that. Even this whole thing of let's do census at birth of the Christ. You remember? So, so, so no, you can tell in the Bible, as you read the Bible, there's spots, the, 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 the dot, red spots dotted with blood when the spirit of Antichrist has been operation at full gear. But I say it, which is even more important now, more importantly, that as the spirit of Antichrist has been in operation, 
on the earth, there are certain figures, certain figures that have stepped out more prominently during certain punctuated times to execute the spirit of Antichrist before the Antichrist will come. And I call them the forerunners of the Antichrist. I said those would be your, the similitude, similar to what you'd call the four. He, he also has forerunners. He's really a counterfeit of Christ. Sana. Sana. Who is Mutunimbaya? Achapwe. Tafadali Achapwe. This guy is not good. Hmm? He counterfeits on everything. Hey, even what? For runners. How can you do that? He really goes to the detail. Eh? And I said, for example, when you look at the ISIS, al-Baghdadi, the leader of ISIS, the Islamic State, covering people's heads, Christians, and slaughtering live on TV and posting globally. Slaughtering the Jews and Christians. Going to Sinchar, slaughtering, slaughtering. I'm talking about knives that are serrated, sharp, and covering the head, putting them on red red uh, overalls, and catching the neck, and slaughter, 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 beheading. Putting people in a cage. A cage, a metal cage, lock it. And then raise it up a little bit and bring fire from the bottom and let someone just suffer there dying, burning and enjoying it, watching it and recording it and posting it. There are certain people that have come up that are forerunners. They are obvious forerunners of the Antichrist who is coming. And I said, look at Hitler. Adolf Hitler when he killed more than 6,000 Jews and he starved them and he took them and pumped them into gas chambers with their children and they died the most horrendous death ever. Six million of them tortured some of them the skeletons of the ribs and then after that pushed into gas chambers and killed them en masse. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And you see what he did to the world. The world war with gunfire and boom bombs and everything, death, bloodshed, pouring blood. I said that one also you could tell that he acts as a forerunner of the Antichrist. And I said, There's so many. Look at the whole world, they are there, there's so many. For example, I said Antiochus Epiphanes Epiphanes. Epiphanes, Antiochus, the king that took over Israel, conquered Israel, and then went to the temple and removed the worship, the daily sacrifice, and tried to put his own, the, the Zeus, a god, an idol god, into the temple and slaughtered pig there and tried to force the Israelites to eat pig. And, and pig blood offered, tried to, desecrating the holy place. Isn't that what the Antichrist is coming to do? The abomination of the desolation that Daniel the prophet of Yahweh saw. And so, there are many. There are many. It's as though he has many forerunners. If you look at the world, you look some of the biggest tyrants who execute tyranny. 
you, you would see that these people uh, are acting in that way because they're being driven by this wicked satanic spirit. Can I now make an overriding statement? Whether it's Al-Shabaab or Osama bin Laden or Al-Baghdadi of, uh, of, uh, of uh, ISIS or it is Adolf Hitler or it is who? Whoever you see slaughtering people and killing and pouring blood and fighting God and God's people and including the world was the fight, the, the, the zeal to pour blood and do all that. Now, the Antichrist is such a figure that will take all of the above and place them into one figure. So can you imagine how brute? Can you then imagine how brutal, how bloody? How brutal and bloody? Extremely is the word. Because you have to take the bloodshed, the spirit of Antichrist that brought genocide in where? In Rwanda, the Israelites, the, the ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Boko Haram, ooh, the drug gangs that are butchering people and burying hundreds of them in Mexico, hundreds in one grave, whatever. The, 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 take all of the Hitler who take all of them and combine it and will be placed inside one figure. I said I needed to reach this place so that you can understand the urgency you have for getting out of here. It will be unbelievable. I have seen it and that's why you see when these two prophets will operate there in that dispensation I hear, then you see that they are operating with tremendous power. The Lord makes it very clear that he, they call on him, he comes. They strike Mexico with earthquake from here. They, they command earthquakes, go strike who? Which nation? You know, they, they storm, they command the ocean, come out, strike nations, whatever. You can almost tell that they have a formidable duty ahead and their authority has to be equal to that monument ahead to be able to quench it, neutralize it, to continue the agenda of God, the light of the gospel then. Did you understand now? And so, that's why I took time in the identifying, to identify who exactly is the main principle in that dispensation, and that is the Antichrist. Of course, I know there's the false prophet we're going to see, but the Antichrist, you'll see that the false prophet will try to mimic me, this prophet calls fire from heaven. The false prophet also will try to call fire from above, you know. The, in all kind of deception lies of the devil. You understand? You see, the, this, the, this, when I move to a place, the sun shakes. You see the authority and power of the Lord is demonstrating that I do behold for this mission. But I'm saying, if there's a message for the church, is that please get out of here. Prepare to leave this place. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. And I want to start walking very slowly, still pursuing the identification, the identity. As we, as you people wait for this uh, blessed coffee that comes with the hazelnut. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you. Litunda, you guys discovered that sweetener. I make things a little bit, huh? <laughs> 
<laughs> I tell you, a little, a little broma in Spanish does not hurt. Yeah, it's always good for the message, right? Okay, now, uh, so I just want to throw that line of identifying him further. This message has no end. It seems there's no end. Because I have another part where now I tell the church. Now, considering all of the above, considering that now you are in the know, now you have all this information with you, then how ought you to live? Uh, how ought you to prepare? I still have that part also. So it's a very long message. That's why we rather just keep chipping on it. Slowly by slowly until where time can allow. Right? Hallelujah. And so yesterday we saw in identifying him what he does. And now you are aware he combines. He does combine all the nastiness, the wickedness, the evil, the bloodiness of all this. Are you beginning to understand before we go through, before even I reach the stage of reading Revelation chapter 13, are you beginning to understand then why he has the lion head, he has the leopard heads, he has the, the, the leopard, he's a leopard with a lion's head and he has the feet of a bear. Are you beginning to understand why he's compounded? Because he encompasses all viciousness and all manner of wickedness ever existed into himself and then begins to do his duty and you'll even reach a place in our messaging today when you hear me read when you hear me read a scripture that says and he was given power to fight God's people and conquer them all yeah conquer them all meaning you cannot stand him hallelujah and so this is where we are at now in the history of the church. It's where we are at now. Thank you so much. Can we take a short break then? And then I'm coming with the message. Thank you.